Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. December 26th, and I think I swam all the way here. It's just amazing. This is Talk Cosmos, and we're finishing up the year. And there's so many new changes on YouTube. And some of the technology is just a little bit challenging, we might say, but we're very grateful and excited. So I sort of blipped in and blipped out, and I'm glad to blip back again. And maybe that's really what life is. It's like we're returning, but on a different on a different note. So tonight we're going to be talking about two moons, as usual, with this particular moon boom team, moon boom, moon, <laughs> moon beam team. And the first will be in a few days. It's the full moon, a Cancer moon, December 29th. It's eight degrees and 53 minutes. And that is going to be on Pacific time. 7.28 in the evening, and then two weeks later on January 12th, initiating the new year of 2021, at 5 p.m. at Pacific Time, will be the Capricorn New Moon, and it will be 23 degrees, Capricorn 13. It's always going to be later because in that archetypal period of time, for half a year, the full moon begins and then the new moon, meaning that it's later in the month, so it's going to be at a later degree. Now, that will change, but that'll be months away from now, and then we'll begin with the, the, new, the new moon. Well, now it's time for the Moonbeam Team. Relating to the sun and moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam Team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer oh, and consultant, yes. plus a certified color energy coach. Mm -hmm. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing Dude. eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist, and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a cranial sacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington, 
I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, Energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. Ain't that the truth? That is so true. The Moonbeam team, it's quite an exciting fact that we are now completing a year together on this monthly venture, and we are initiating this YouTube uh, factor, although we're still a podcast for our audience. As heard on 1150 KKNW, there's always options. We're integrating life, right? That's what we're doing. And usually we kick off this talk with some little oh, a highlight that on a personal basis has significance. And it seems sometimes as I relate my brain what's significant, it's a mantra that is never-ending, and that's one of transformation. But this time it seems to be interconnecting on a vital depth, which when we look at these charts – and, of course, for those that are listening, we'll try to describe that, and hopefully we will be able to share that chart with you. But that's overwhelmingly evident to me. And, Sarah, what would you say? What would be your highlight that you might think? Well, I I, I think this lunatation, the full moon, I love that we're closing out the year with a full moon in cancer. It's just so... It embodies memory and nurturing and strong intuition, and it's just further ele elevated with this sextile to Uranus, and just with all of these Uranian Aquarian shifts, I it just helps us to really savor this point of reference that we have. Oh, I like that because authenticity. I think of that immediately. So we're going to change. Let's be the real deal, right? I like that, yes. And Liz, how would you add to all of this? Well, I think that thought, the next yeah. month there's lots of changes that we're going to be making and adjustments. So kind of get ready for changes and adjustments. And this is an exciting time we're in because we're shifting gears. So that feels really positive. I know. And, you know, I will jump in with one thought that, however we tie this into, when you say shifting gears, on Christmas Day yesterday, which I realize not the entire globe looks at Christmas, but we have all the holidays throughout the year, and it was the 25th of December here in the United States, that NASA um, declared, I mean, they presented, it was a, a an article that, there's internet, um, quantum internet, talking about uh, change. And it, it, the internet goes a trillion times faster. It's entanglement, and it happens instantaneously, but faster than the speed of light. So <laughs> as a consciousness level, I have no idea what this might even present to us. You know, when you think about the cosmic energies and discoveries then have all these other ramifications, and that's what we're discussing but Einstein of course he felt definite that no nothing could go the faster than light but here we are already with the grand mutation of in Aquarius of social reset and we're already talking about faster than light 
So that somehow tied in with what you were saying, changes, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) And change is inevitable. I mean, especially, and it's just so much more pronounced now with these aspects. And I just think things are going to be faster than we can keep up with, especially in the weeks ahead. And so savor this reflective time and uh, clarify the things that we intentionally need to leave in the past and use that awareness of what's expired to define what's required now because we are entering a new era (laughs) as significant here just on this one indication of going visual with youtube um so it's very true liz you were gonna you were kind of thinking there did you have a comment before we go I'm just thinking about the the full moon on Tuesday and um, and for those that don't know, a full moon is when the earth is between the sun and the moon and the, so the sun and moon are opposite each other in the sky and the shadow portion of the moon is not visible to our eye. So, um, you know, just a, a little tidbit there and full moons are a time of a illumination, complete awareness. Um, Sometimes facts are revealed um, and it's a time to reveal and realize the um, fulfillment of our efforts that we've been putting forth. So things are moving forward or breaking down. It's a releasing time. It happens every two weeks. It's We have a regular tide, just like the ocean here that I'm sitting in front of, that talks so much as it brings in the tide. But this one is in Cancer, which to me has such purity. Every December or January, depending on that archetypal month when the sun is in Capricorn, we're going to have this, this moon that's in its own sign. Of course, a full moon, I should say, because every month the moon that travels 13 degrees a day, every month it'll go through, uh, I have to remember that, of course, it goes through cancer. But in this time, it just speaks so strongly of everything that Cancerian, the nurturing, you know, that you were bringing up, Sarah, and home, uh, our roots, our, our family roots, childhood food, security, and um, it, it's really astounding. And interestingly, I don't know for those that can see this, can you both see the chart that I have pulled up? I'm not seeing it yet. No, no I, I just I did a sharing. Well, that's too bad. Well, you can look on your own charts, but on this, and I have it at the Aries point, uh, meaning zero degrees. I wish that, I wish you could see that. Um says stop sharing. Well, at any rate, but... It popped up. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I see oh, it now. Okay, you can see it. All right. Then, um, with this energy, because, okay, there's a couple of thoughts, because we can look at the chart, but it's just in a conversation with ourselves, too. The fact that the lunation cycle, that six months ago, there was a solar zero degree cancer new moon june 20th that was a total eclipse on the solstice i mean when you you know gather all those details the power of that is overreaching and so 
and I know we started to talk about the lunations, about looking back or forward. But at this point, because this is such a complex month that we're going to continue with, we'll just go back to that one consideration. So I say to you, you know, if we can, and for both of you to continue thinking about all of us, how life may have shifted or what started from there that now we're regrouping or Liz, Sarah, how would you like to further that? Uh, well, that eclipse, Pluto and Jupiter were square Eris. And again, for this full moon, they're still square. So it's like a continuation. It started, you know, approximately six months ago. So bringing light to shadows um, is the words I would put with that. So, you know, bringing things forward. So that's a really good thing. Um, unfairnesses and injustices and um, righting some wrongs, perhaps. That is so well said. I know we were talking about Eris before because there's old, there's a standard way of looking at Eris, E-R-I-S, the goddess of discord, as she's often referred to. She was left out at a big party and the Trojan War happened as a result. And now we've considered it more like inclusion. What do we need to include? I think, Sarah, you were mentioning that in an earlier conversation of ours. So tying it together, it's so true. And I think about the last six months, and especially now, trying to really address um, injustice. You could say injustices by being inclusive. It's mm -hmm. a huge theme. Well, it's on personal levels and world levels and city levels and state levels. It's on so many levels that it's everywhere. Yeah. And with and, cancer and um, the moon and cancer in its own sign, its domicile, you know, our, I believe our intuition and our instincts are highly attuned right now. It's a good reminder to, to, um, use that part of ourselves, not question it, but have some trust. I mean, listen to the signs. Pay attention. Pay attention. That's a good way of putting it. Sarah, I'm sure. I, I loved how you intuitively added Europa to this chart. And did you want to go into the mythology of that? A little yes. Bit? And, and to explain it's right on this full moon. And I, I just think that has some form of significance to it. Well, and I will explain to our audience, um, Europa is a goddess now. And if you're looking at the chart, it happens to be seven degrees cancer and 31 minutes. So the moon happens to be eight degrees and 53 minutes. So they are right next conjunct. And that's what Sarah's, for those that are looking and I'm circling at it, has this little figure that solar fire brings to it. Well, I did this because now I'm starting a little mini connections, which you and I, each of you will share with me at one time this following week. Every day, there's a 10-minute thought. And what really prompted it was that fact that in the news, suddenly, here I, well, I'm living in Kalua, Kona on the big island of Hawaii as of recently in the last month, and Mount Kilauea, the volcano erupted. We have Vogue now again. And there's a glowing caldera. It's quite a significant energy. And not only that, 
but Europe with England suddenly announced this pandemic had a mutation. Speaking of you know, grand mutation, of, and the nodes are in. I'm linking together some thoughts. The nodes, the lunar nodes here, which we look at, are immutable signs also. Of course, and the great mutation is in Aquarius, which is where up here in the 11th house right now, because it's a zero degrees chart. And it's in an air sign, which means 200 years of air. So things are rapidly air as an element connects with fire and it, it, it feeds fire and it it has a great connection with water. It, it connects with all the elements. Fact is, I was wondering why England, why was it the epic center and why both of these right on December, around December 21st, which was the solstice and also the great mutation. It was both days. Well, come to find out when I looked at the charts, they both have Homea, which is in Hawaii called Pele, referred to as Pele, the goddess of creation and fire. But they both have their natal sun conjunct this. And in, I think, Sarah, you sent some pictures that your sister had sent. And other people, and I have noticed on Facebook, sent pictures of, of the great conjunction for Jupiter and Saturn. And Jupiter had several moons visible, three of them. And one of them was Europa. And it made me wonder, again, the significance. There are messages. It's not just all linear thought. It's like the world speaks to us the best it can. So what did that signify? Well... Europe was speaking, and Hamea, anyway, there was a little talk I gave. So anyway, I brought in another. Yeah, another thing um, that made the headlines is Brexit became official. This has been a three and a half year multi-country, multi-leveled and layered expensive divorce that's been Mm -hmm. happening with the European Union. And it's a really big deal. It affects their the global economy. It affects immigration. It affects how things flow to and from, you know, their border security stuff. And I, I thought it was really interesting. There was a headline or, you know, part of the, um, one of the references on the Guardian article I was reading was saying the UK is no longer the lo- the lunar pull of the EU, the European Union, oh. um, which just spoke so loudly to this full moon. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. Goodness, the lunar pull, because the moon is the largest gravitational pull. Of- yeah, I mean, the, the euro, yeah, the euro has just been crushing certain countries it's just been really imbalanced for a long time so there's a lot of countries that are very relieved this has finally been negotiated and has gone through and part of the sticking thing that was also making headlines i thought was very interesting is there's um it's described perfectly with neptune and ceres square the nodes of gemini and Sagittarius. So the the headline was that the Brexit was hung up on negotiating fishing rights and the maritime borders around the British Isles. So Neptune rules the ocean, Ceres harvesting, and Gemini's negotiation, Sagittarius legal boundaries. So I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. 
No, it's significant. <laughs> and just to, that was beautiful. And I just to for those that aren't looking at this chart over or are looking at the chart, Neptune and Ceres. Ceres is like that question mark with a, a line through it um, of matter. The line means matter physical matter, but they're in Pisces. And the nodes here, this is a horseshoe up there next to Venus and directly across from the north node in Gemini that states. So it is like the same degrees, 18, 18, and it's within orb. So it is a real tension struggle debating between the cultures, Sagittarius, the laws, the fish and, and chips, yeah, and and uh, well, maybe, yeah, 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 and 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 transportation, everything that Gemini offers, and all these signs have such depth, many many layers of significance. So that's quite telling of itself. You know, another factor here, and I'll be anxious to hear Liz. I wish um, when I pull this up like this, a sharing, I can't see you both, but I can feel and hear you. Um, is that what was oh 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 that Mars is square and Eris Eris down here this little uh, circle with the arrow Eris the goddess of discord who is the sister to Mars actually they're conjunct and they're square that means intention ninety degrees within a few degrees of um, Pluto of that deep transformation of really getting the inclusive action and are becoming, you know, in Aries, it's, it's identity. It's the new, um, what are we defending and what are we, uh, what we're changing and, and in our boundaries. So all that links in. Well, and that's been happening off and on in 2020 and it'll happen a couple of times in 2021, but that's also um, Pluto and Jupiter were conjunct at the time six months ago when we had the eclipse. And now it's just Pluto by himself with Mars and um, Eris. So Mars and Eris are brother and sister working together. So it's changed the dynamic a little bit. But you can think of Pluto and then Mars and Eris of, you know, what needs to be changed. Um, this chart has a lot of planets that are 90 degrees to each other so um they're not a bad aspect it's just that we need to make changes or adjustments to things in the world within ourselves even so it's on many levels and i do think so if we look at the great conjunction which is really in its very start here's with that means that every 20 years jupiter and saturn here conjunct they're in early aquarius and ruled by uranus and co-ruled by saturn but saturn is part of the mix here so it's going let's look over here at at uranus and it is in taurus which is a six uh seven year cycle and we have about five more years it's in the first 10 degrees, so we know we have quite a bit of time ahead of us. It moves slowly. But it's in Taurus where spirit descends to matter and its value system. So if we look over at Dispository to um, Venus, what was I seeing? Oh, yeah, Venus. It's square Neptune. Yes, thank you. And so it's really trying to find the illusion between what's illusion, what's deception, 
how to imagine and 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 ground it right because well and then the moon is in a sextile to uranus so that's a harmonious aspect um so it's helping uranus you know maybe some unexpected turn of events um with an unexpected outcome that works out better than we anticipated that is something good to remember here i'm going to stop my sharing unless sarah do you have any comments or i want to look at both of you is that good <laughs> okay i will i'll stop sharing oh if i could find you now well at any rate okay so um I think if I go like this and like that, there you are. Okay, hi. Yes, it, it's so significant, these changes. Looking at the summer, just to tie this up before our little tiny break in a few minutes, what comes to mind? Does something come to mind between June 20th and now that has hope and promise for what this new moon that we're going to look at after the break might offer? Well, I think that um, like the inequities with people and the prejudices, it's like it's come to the front now. It's like I would say that everybody should be aware of it. I mean, the only way you wouldn't be is if you don't read a newspaper and you never turn on your TV and you never listen to the radio and have no social media. But now it's in the conscious awareness of everybody. So now we can make changes on it. And it's a worldwide issue. It's not just one city or one state or the United States. It's a world issue. Yeah. And the idea of innovation, because I also did... Europe is fascinating. I think looking at the history, you know, we have um, still Pluto in Capricorn, and it is Capricorn is tradition. And for the Western world, which is, you know, West and East, but for the Western world, Europe really has so much to, that we still are conditioned by. And, um, and we can learn. For instance, how is the world's the cities have changed over the years and people have rebuilt and innovated out of disaster and it isn't just europe i was just thinking of one of my other little mini con connections that i did about a city and a tsunami in 551 because amazingly it relates to this the planets significantly right now and out of this the the up the nodes were the same. Uh, Neptune was the same. Pluto was in Capricorn, and of course, the Great Conjunction was in Aquarius. It was so significant, and the bottom line was cities transformed because it happened to be that the tsunami ruined the city and silt came in, but people built on top of it, and the wealthy left the cities. The cities became very concentrated. They so much of the Gemini North Node, right? You know, and, and also elevating in a certain way and also a lot of um, certain bit of trauma when you think of Aquarius too with that great conjunction. But people would take these big homes that had been left and made multi-complexes out of it for more homes and housing. But priorities changed. We're in a such a trans. Transition 
you know, that we think of the dynamics, people moving and new. So let's see. We better leave and we'll be back. This is the Moonbeam Team, December 26th with Liz Mochette and Sarah Stromling and myself, Sue Rosemanahan. See ya. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. Hi, this is John Foster, astrologer and software developer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, we're back again, and we're talking about the new moon that will be on January 12, 2021, in in the Pacific Coast time. That's 5 o'clock, and it'll be in late Capricorn, 23 degrees in 13 minutes. Of course, you can... uh, Let's see... Sue, that's um, at 9 o'clock. Oh, it's 9 o'clock? Oh, interesting. You know what? I will have to, I see that somebody's listening and very kindly and wondering about what that article was about the web being faster than light, um, the web. And I could have had that mixed up. I'm so glad to get communication from people. And I have all my notes somewhere. I will make a post to that. I will figure out. I wish I could oh maybe those are all my notes there because it it was oh and I had it all on my my website so that I could try to let people know this it was a hmm I don't see it right off the bat sorry to say it was NASA. It was NASA. It was December 25th, Caltech. If you Google that, I think, um, in fact, maybe I can Google it right now and just see what that would be. Caltech, um, NASA light. Let's see if I can find that out. Yeah, there's so many things, of course. Uh, I am sorry about that. So I will have to look at my notes a little better in life. Okay. So thank you for listening. Thank you for contacting us. Shall we do, let's try to get this chart up that is the. um, The new moon. The new moon. On Capricorn. Capricorn new moon. Yes. Tuesday, January 12th. Yeah. Let's see. Um, try to do this. Anyway, for the rest of you, you can talk away at the moment while I try to navigate my technological. I think I can get it right. Here we go. Okay. Well, and new moons are about rebirth, potential, new beginnings, 
time to start things. It's when the um, moon sits between the earth and the sun and new moons start the new lunar cycle. It's a great time to set new intentions and make lists for the coming days, weeks, months, or several months. Um, I like to wait until a day or so after the new moon because then the moon has a sliver of light. And so to me, it is a symbolic image of like lighting a candle, putting light to my intentions. Yes. And for instance, maybe make some, some well, actually, we will work on that on one of our little 10 minutes and we'll help people consider because Capricorn's goals and <laughs> connecting with your goals can be on, as they know, all kinds of levels. But it's so much more. It's deconditioning, it's reconditioning. And looking at this chart right now, that new moon is within a degree. I Meanwhile, I've been trying to find out what that article is because it was Maurice Fernandez who posted that article. And I probably, in my reconnection here in Kahlua, um, need to get kind of better organized. So I apologize to people. But anyway, it was a fascinating article. So maybe it was because they said it was a hundred, hundred trillion times faster than the web. So I think probably I got the gist of the idea, maybe some of the technicalities I have off, but it's pretty, it was astounding. They've been working on that for years, but environment is can be quite disruptive and of course it's through entanglement meaning that the two physical bodies immediately connect at one point so i got a lot of the information but perhaps i did present it a little but it is faster than light and they did say that einstein of course didn't like that idea and i painted a picture of einstein i love einstein he's just was one of my heroes of all time it's amazing how you latch on to somebody. So at any rate, there is real some truth to it, but I may not have all the truth to it, like court. So at any rate, for, so thank you. I hope that does help the audience. Now, going back to this uh, January 12th chart up here with the strong Pluto deep transformation that's just so connected, you know, and United States, we're heading towards our Pluto return in 2022. In fact, I did pull a couple of charts for that, but I think we'll stick with this. Yes, the sun and moon being within one degree of that, it really highlights the Pluto. And the Pluto in this chart, a couple weeks down the road, is square Eris, where Mars is um, moved on and is closer to Uranus now. Yeah, Eris goddess of discord that wants mm. inclusion that really wants to know what's the truth like her question was who's the fairest of all but that led into i think love instead of power and even wisdom yeah the other thing i was going to mention with this new moon also conjunct pluto it's square chiron as well so it it really adds an acute awareness of current limitations and gaps. And what I both admire and have concern for with this lunatation is the extent of the determination to make monumental changes to existing structures yes. um, in, in rapid fire fashion, especially with Venus trying Mars and Uranus there. Well, um, and Mars being Venus jumpy. 
and Sarah, I love this, except if I understood you and maybe I heard wrong, it's Venus square at five degrees Capricorn that's square Chiron. Not, I mean, it's in the new moon chart, but had you said that early on or you, is that what you were referring yeah. to? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. I, okay. Somehow I missed that, but and so I clarified. Well, no, the, the new moon's, yeah. Okay. Because the new moon's 23 and Pluto's 23, but Venus is five and Chiron's five. And it is very significant yeah. for everything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Said. Yeah. I didn't mean to, it's just that the logic, if I'm following the logic, it's just like that other man. It, yeah. And it is, and it is at the same time that it's in tension with our wounds of identity of becoming of Chiron, the alchemist. It's also in a supportive trine position to Uranus. And both of these, and why Uranus? Uranus is significant because, uh, again, it it's a dispositor for that great conjunction that we're okay. moving. Thanks for forward. catching that. That was the that was the string of thought I was trying to bring together was the Venus and um, squaring that. So, so okay. recap a little what you were saying. It was brilliant. I just got lost in the detail. <laughs> um, well, there's just a jumpiness, um, like to jumpstart. Either, you know, it could it could show up as an exciting new relationship or an encounter or implementing, you know, the start of new structures and investments that may be out of sequence to what may be found later to be more expensive than necessary. So I think, you know, like an example would be like a New Year's resolution to get in shape with this vigorous new workout routine and <laughs> that can actually kill motivation if the recovery afterwards is more than what was bargained for. Yeah. And so it's just an encouragement but, to pace, pace ourselves to, but to keep at it. And, and to also, you know, if we're including, you know, considering who needs to be included in the planning and support process, you know, because that those are the people that could undermine us later if they're left out of the planning process. I see. Well, it's true. I, you know, I often think, though, we have a real dichotomy here. And I, of course, I am not I want to be a supportive, energetic person with. But I also want to be very clear about the realities that we're facing. And right now we have people potentially losing all the support. You know, there's a vast population that are not just thinking, if I may say, about how to get in shape. They're thinking about yeah. how to survive. And I think we need to be very cognizant of the totality of our ex- of 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 of, of recognizing this and giving some indication of how that that picture can also receive clues. Because I think it is, if you're looking for survival terms, like what was the conditioning that one was accustomed in in their identity, you know, that identity, you know, their their existence. It's that including networking, the support of the collaborative group. You know, and and rebuilding on those terms. You know, it's really a, a new structure that we're looking at, and to realize 
just like those moons that were visible, like, oh, aren't they interesting? Well, wait a minute. Maybe they are telling a message. They're here visible for a reason. You know, it's that whole new psyche of, of, a, of, of awareness because Uranus is the awakener. And so is Aquarius. It has many, it's not all roses as we know. It can be traumatic. It's sudden changes. It's such sudden. Have we all connected with the gear shift? And where are we really heading towards? Yeah, I just was, you know, for me, it was more structure, form and structure and, and structure of systems and institutions kind of have these, having jerky starts to implementing changes um, yeah, by jumping, jumping, or just being clumsy with the process. Yeah, and so. Liz, I know you're back there. What are you? <laughs> well, I want to say that the Venus square Chiron is to be compassionate and loving to yourself, your neighbors, your community, and humanity as a whole. As we're going through all these challenges, because there's lots of issues and problems to resolve. You know, um, so it's. You know, as we're going through that to be really good with yourself and then Neptune is square the nodes of the moon. And so I think it's really possible that we'll come up with some really innovative ways to change things. And with Uranus and Mars conjunct together and square the sun, moon and Pluto, it's like we're all being really challenged, Ooh. but we're going to make it through. It's ignition, and I have to remember, yeah. we're projecting two weeks ahead. So this is true. We're in the climate, but that means that really if we can release, well, it's not always just releasing. It's like refining, but to prepare, there's going to be a kinetic. I mean, if it's in Taurus, it's Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not just one issue, it's many issues and many issues for different cities, different states, different countries. But I think we'll, we're all going to make it through, but just have compassion for ourselves and basically have brotherly love for self and others. Yeah. Because that's really helpful, I think so. It, it is a compassion, you know. Well, and in 2020, it's like how everybody rushed and Zoom took off and how to do things from your home. I mean, in a way, it seems like we accomplished 10 years of stuff in one year. <laughs> and, and they came up with vaccines. Uh, I believe it's three or four companies. I mean, it's like amazing the feats that people have accomplished this year. In all actuality, Liz, that's a that's a very apt. And I suppose, if nothing else, North Node in Gemini, it is speedy. Maybe that's part of it. And it's also multiple multiplicity. You know, there's um, connecting, many connections. So it just thinking astrologically and all the mutable, you know, and with Neptune here expanding, there's no boundaries with Neptune. So the potentialities and potential with Sagittarius, because this is an integration. I have to remind myself and others, we're not on a sea, seesaw where we're teeter-tottering. We're, we're drawing these together. It's like a collage, collaboration. It's really the name of the game. Well, and the nodes shifted signs in June, I believe, of this year. May. So it was May. May. Okay, the May end of May, I think. So it's like we haven't had it that long, but boy, 
things have just kind of like went from fast to fastest. Yes, snowballed. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And they probably will. And the suddenness here with Uranus at the uh, at the stern, you might say, of this boat sailing off into the sky, trying to get grounded. I think of that so <laughs> often, you know, like the Peter Pan story. They're off there in the stars with Saturn and, and Jupiter. Well, it's you like people may need to pace themselves or give themselves a little time out occasionally and be okay with that. Well, in Capricorn, that's always tricky because when things are the goal and they put aside those, the opposite, which is that Cancerian nurturing self, but it's a good reminder. And with Cardinal, kind of bouncing off both of your ideas, with Cardinal, it, it wants to initiate and, and push forward. And um, so I, I would encourage embracing the Aquarian ideal of really embracing, like you can get things done so much faster with collaboration, like, mm. like being compared to, you know, getting, getting out of these separate, isolated experts that are haggling amongst themselves in remote locations and never getting in the same meeting room even if it's virtually to to hash it out and to really get you know and resolved yes i it that uh, reminds me last night on television here in hawaii there was a little blurb that went on about new traditions and a woman who was an immigrant and um she was saying that we because i'm thinking traditions with new with Capricorn in this new moon. And she was saying to people that ideas, that as an immigrant, she had to come up with new traditions, she and her friends, because they missed um, so many of the old culture, which really seems evident for us all. We all have a culture that we've left, you know, that is common to us, whether we left physically or whether we're still at home. Like Liz was mentioning, we're all, I mean, we all know this. We've been living at home and we're trying to reincorporate it. But she gave an idea and that sort of signifies what I think what you were saying to Sarah is, is that, for instance, her uh, a mother and daughter, as one example, would weekly cook together the same meal on Zoom. Like, oh, OK, as if they were in the same kitchen doing it. I thought, yeah, well, that's not that's a one idea. And interestingly, it's the opposite sign is the Cancerian energy, you know, mom, home, food, nurturing, you know, everything is the opposite because polarities do balance. So it's what you're saying is both very indicative here. But a great idea when there's restrictions. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And yes, and to share and collaborate. That is the name of the game. Aquarian wants us to network. Yes. Because there's always somebody that's better at something that you may not be. And there's things that you can bring to the situation that others may not be aware of or have the ease with at all. Yeah. And if people are wondering, if they are looking at these strange little unusual signs here. I will say this little blue one that looks like a oh, an Asian uh, temple is actually Hamea. I did that for my little talk, Hamea. Hamea is in the goddess of 
creation, um, also fire and spirit, because here in Hawaii, Hamea, Pele, you know, fire brings, the volcano brings up earth, and so earth is spirit. And it's the same thing, and therefore land is spirit. It's where spirit has been infused um, into land. And that's the same idea as Uranus with Taurus here, that in Taurus, spirit descends into form as a second sign. And it also, I think, incorporates this idea because, okay, and I will stop myself by saying north nodes in Gemini and south nodes in Sag. You could say philosophy, belief systems, and new information. So that's like the theme of all of our collaboration and, and talking and greater comprehensions. Because maybe we haven't been looking at something from one angle and somebody else can see it from their angle. Just like I'm over here and you're over there. But back to Uranus here at six degrees Taurus. It, in the mythology of it, oh, and I didn't get into the mythology of Europa, but mythology of Uranus yeah. is the sky and Gaia, Earth. And of course, Sky did what he want, what Sky would do with Earth, which was just as it is. But there is this thought that maybe uh, it's also been with the idea that we take too many resources. And so... Uh, to re-establish our, our sense with creation and with incorporating the spirit infused in, in form and to listen. You know, it, Taurus is also the senses. You know, it's what we see, what we hear, what we touch, taste. So but, they're also being heightened at this time too. Yes, I think, yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. especially since you brought up Mars. Right now, of course, it's just as it transits through Taurus is going to be powerful for this new moon. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I love incorporating new moons in, especially in Capricorn, like this one is just, um, if there's, a habit you want to incorporate and um, or break um, or just changing up a health routine or schedule or or challenge yourself to learn something new that, like finding the, the self-discipline and the the will to make it work and to really integrate that it's this is a very heightened new moon to do that and I, for me personally, I would not wait until the sliver of the first moon. I would do this on the new moon on the Tuesday, the 12th, um, to do well, that. There's, choices. there's good choices. I think that, that that's where, for different peoples, it can work. And to be honest, it, it's nice to know that one hasn't just missed the boat, right? The boat didn't go off to dock. There's a little dinghy. You can get to the boat. You can still go on. So whether, you know, because there's different philosophies with this. But I will bring up that now that we have, in fact, I'm going to stop sharing and get back to you guys so we can see our little happy faces. There you are. Hi again. Um, that and announcing to our public that with this daily mini connections, 
we will this week, Liz one day, and then Sarah one day of the next six days, we will talk about the full moon and how we can release it because Sarah does, uh, will have, they each have their skills when, and they will incorporate into it how we can maybe help people release things that they want to. And it's only 10 minutes, it's quick. And then the week of the 12th, Liz and Sarah, each one of us will identify how we can address the new moon. So that's going to be exciting and fun. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) Well, and I agree with Sarah that this new moon is very powerful. Like if you want to do any transformational work, any um, dark soul shadow work, um, start counseling, um, journaling, anything like that. It's like a really good time to do that because the energy is very supportive for that. And when you say particularly, is that thinking because it's about the structure of things that it's well, like, the sun and moon are conjunct Pluto and oh, Pluto yes, is very helpful to do any kind of shadow work, any kind of oh, yes. deep transformational work. And they're so close together. So it, it's super it, power, powerful. Yeah. It just, it wants to transform. And, and you know, thank you both because in words, Words are tools, and it's so easy to get a little disjointed. That's where it's always necessary to ground, and that's where Aronis wants us to ground so desperately. Um, and I, because the words are like, oh, transform, okay, I'll make, instead of making these eggs into a this thing, I'll make eggs into that thing. But no, that's a simple thing, and yet it's complex. It's intense, and we're all feeling the intensity. <laughs> and I say that after all these months of my own transformation coming over. So I respect what you're saying. Next week will be 2021. And I don't know yet who's going to be our wonderful guests. So it'll be a surprise. And for those people that want to subscribe, you can subscribe at Top Cosmos, the website. You can subscribe for the YouTube. There's multitude of ways to connect with us. And of course, you can go to Talk Cosmos and find Liz Mouchette, A Light Path, or you can find Sarah Stromley at Brain Body Therapy. And I will eventually be elaborating on my own website so that you can connect with me for consultations. But at this point, we're just thrilled to be expanding and connecting and wanting to know who you are. Thank you for that person that wrote in. I hope I answered. I can, you can always connect with me at info at Talk Cosmos. And, oh, we should say something to people as we take off. I'm going to say inspired abundance with every blessing. Liz, what are you going to say? Happy New Year. <laughs> and Sarah? <laughs> Yes, uh, Happy New Year and um, many deep layered healing <laughs> with all this. So, yeah. Yes, and you know what? At the time, although, like last week we were talking about time is right now, but you know what? The, day, the Earth spends 24 hours, as we know, with the moon, and we have natural time. So we can confidently say, thank you, 2020, for whatever you gave us. and. I am willing to release and go on to 2021. 
Yes. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, everybody. <laughs>